Hey, 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 welcome to the fourth season of Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. I'm Steph. And I'm KB. Steph is a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist who has dedicated 10 years of her life to building multiple six-figure businesses online. And KB is a former network marketing hater turned top leader in her industry. She is a certified life coach helping women to get unstuck from the same chains that once held her back. Together, we have built a thriving business by helping incredible women just like you level up in their health and wealth, all while staying rooted in Christ. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. Hi, friend. I'm glad we started over because it didn't even make sense when I said, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, hey, girl, oh, hey. hey. <laughs> you're, the, you're the starter for sure. Oh, well, that's just because that's all I know how to say is hey, hey, hey. Well, all I know how to say is, um, um, well, um, like, um, like, I'm happy that in stories, actually <laughs> captions don't pick up, um, oh, so yeah. when I, when people just read my captions, there's not a lot of ums, but when I'm listening, there's a lot. There's it's like lot every time I, yeah, a lot of ums, but it's okay. Yeah. So we get these transcripts that we can pull our little clips from. And every time I look at it, I shut down. I was just going to say Steph shuts down because it says like too much. And she's like, I can't even pick a, I can't even pick a, uh, I can't pick a clip. I said like too many times. (laughs) And it's wild because when I'm on my stories or when I get amped up to talk about anything, I never say, uh, like, you know what I mean? I think I get stage fright four years later. I still, I don't know what it is. I have some, so I just received a text like right now in real time. Um, so I've shared on here my my actual testimony, yeah. and in that was um, the story of uh, my friend Alyssa, who who really introduced me to an actual. I was a believer, but I didn't have an actual relationship with with Jesus, and she like taught me what that is. And then you know her journey, I've shared on here as well. She had cancer, and I was just like distraught and beside myself. She's such a wonderful human being, but she's so far on the other side of that. And she's doing all these wonderful things and sharing on Instagram. And I have a message that says, which I don't, we don't, we don't talk often. Like she's just from my past and was a wonderful part of my past, but we don't have a, you know, a everyday back and forth chat by any means. Um, It says, I just want to tell you, I'm so proud of you and love watching you teach God's word. I'm trying to learn Instagram. I'm so technologically impaired, but I want to start sharing what God is teaching me. And then she's asking about how to do the videos longer. Um, She said, help me, please. You've you've become such a lovely God-fearing woman. Jesus would say good and faithful servant. Oh. Whoa. That's like. Wow. From her. You've arrived. I've arrived. You've arrived. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Before we get in the episode, I just want to talk to you about Nux Activewear. Work hard, play hard, and slay through the sweat with NUX Active. NUX Active is high-performance activewear that doesn't compromise on the chic. Located in Los Angeles, their diverse women-operated team oversees every meticulous detail of the design process, from the first stitch to the last shipment. They channel Positive Planet vibes through a commitment to using the best organic fabrics and recycled materials as much as possible. NUX Active is active fashion that flexes and fits like a buttery second skin. Power through Pilates, dare to reach your hit goals, and strive for that extra rep in Nux Active. Run, don't walk over to NuxActive.com. That's N-U-X-A-C-T-I-V-E.com to check out the latest collection and energizing colorways. As a gift to you, take 20% off your purchase with promo code ACTIVATE20 at checkout. That's ACTIVATE with a K, 20 at checkout. Make positive moves with Nux Active. Okay, so today... Speaking of arriving. Yes, speaking of arriving, <laughs> our guest has arrived. Um, I'm very excited about this. We, I don't, It's so funny because, so you and I had this like idea to have Nikki on our podcast, like on the same day in the same moment. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, we were both like, yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, and I was like, no way. And then the even cooler thing happened is that I went to this Museum of the Bible event and, you know, a couple of days before it, I see that Nikki is in DC. I'm like, wait, what are you doing here? Hoping that like this was the thing. And it was. So um, we got to see each other in person and just kind of experience that together. So Nikki Ulenhawk, did I do it right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I had to message her and say, can you please voice memo me how to say your last name? Uh, <laughs> right. And I would have been wrong, just so we know. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten it right, but welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thanks for having me, you guys. This was really exciting. Um, I've just been praying for open doors of opportunity to share what God's been laying on my heart. And so sometimes, you know, like when you would send a simple message asking if I would share, um, you know, a long time ago, I'd be like, no, thanks. Not interested. I have nothing to share, you know, of value. And this last year, God's like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. And here's what I want you to share when those doors open. So I thought that that was really cool too. It was just confirmation on my end too, when you guys reached out. So I, I love that because that is like my story where I, if you said, what are you good at? I would say nothing. Um, I can't think of a thing. Are you, do you have a talent? No. Uh, you know, are you on this earth for a purpose? Can't think of one. Um, you know, like I'm taking up space, but I love that. Like, you know, when you get closer to God, you start to see your purpose. And, you know, I was watching you speak one night on like Instagram live or Facebook live. And you just said what, which I loved and was so, um, it just meant so much to me because you said, if you don't know your purpose, if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, the Bible tells you like the Bible tells you his will for your life. And I think that is such a, you know, you're like, Oh, I don't know. Am I doing this right? Is this what he wants for me? And I think I just always believed like, you don't get to know that. Like you just, you just kind of guess, like, do I go right or left? Uh, I'll go right. But you're right. Like the Bible tells us exactly what we need to know. It tells us everything we need to know. Yeah, absolutely. And actually <clears throat> I'm going to touch on some of that as well. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you brought that up because it absolutely does. And actually last night in a ministry that we're a part of also, which is all part of identity, um, there was a woman in her who's coming out of that, who was literally like, I just don't know my purpose. And I said, but you will, you know, you will mm-hmm. through your identity. And so I'll be able to share some of that, um, in the message today too, because I think a lot of people are praying for their purpose and they seek yes. so hard and they get so frustrated when they can't find it, but I'll share more on that. And I think that it will be helpful for anybody out there that's listening today as well. Cause I know that I've been there. You guys have probably been there too. And if you say you haven't, you're probably lying. You're probably lying. Yeah. <laughs> lying. I, have, I have actual Facebook posts where I was like, if you were me, what would you do with your life? Because I was so <laughs> like, I'm like, what do people see in me? What do they think I should be doing? You know, as a stay at home mom for all these years. And I just kind of really lost my, sure. My purpose was in raising my children, but when they yeah. got to a certain age, it was just like, what do you need from me, Lord? Like, what should I be doing? I just felt, I felt truly worthless. And I know that that none of us are worthless. We are all worthy. We all have a purpose and he has such a beautiful plan. It's just like, when you feel like you can't figure it out, it it really keeps you in a stuck place. And that's our whole uh, goal with activate is to activate your life, get unstuck. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be an incredible message. And I'm so excited before you start. Can you just tell us like how you got into doing things like this? Like how did your, what does your faith journey look like? Yeah, so I'll share a little bit more about that too in the message, but I'm only three years new, so I'm a believer as of 33, so I'm 36 now, going on 37. Um, I'm the first person in my family to be a believer, so um, if anybody's out there listening, you know you can break those chains as well. Um, So that's been really great. I'll share a little bit more of that in the message, but um, I've been married for, well, since 2014. We have a 15-year-old, almost 15-year-old. Uh, we homeschool. I did hair for 15 years, and I think it was 2018 I came out of that industry. Um, this was crazy, you guys, because <clears throat> it was before I met the Lord, but I literally was feeling this prompt to make some pretty big decisions um, in my life, and I didn't know why. So I shut down my salon. That was, you know, half of our income. Um, we we bought an acreage in the middle of nowhere. Nobody else would buy an acreage in the middle of nowhere, but we have, and we've loved it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I'll go. And I know exactly now why we bought this property. But, um, and then the Lord was like, bring your son out of the public school system. And I was like, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. That's not for me. So (laughs) things within the first year pre salvation, this is 2018, all of this happened. And it just all happened so smooth. Like it happened so smooth, but I didn't quite understand it, why it was happening. Um, and so those were, those were pre-salvation and then Jesus comes in the picture in 2019. And, um, I picked up an online business after quitting my salon. Um, 
And that was great, but that's also gone through a lot of transition because I started that pre-Jesus. And so I don't do my business today the way that I did my business three years mm, ago, even yeah, though it was successful. And I've laid down a lot of things in that business, including, you know, four-figure, five-figure income to just go be with Jesus and come back to that because he's my everything. And pre-Jesus, I was just my own God. I was just doing life yes. and I wanted to do it. And so if anybody is listening, you know, that's that transformation that I always encourage people to have a story. If you don't have a story yet, then I believe God still wants to transform you. Mm-hmm. And when he transforms you and he heals you from your wounds and your past hurts, then you can share your testimony. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't share it yet, I believe it's because you're unhealed or I believe it's because you haven't had that transformation yet. But God's going to do mighty things in you and through you when you're ready. <laughs> and she said, she said, when he does it, not if when he does, he does it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you were talking uh, just a minute ago, Kristen, I was going to say it's the reason why is when we're trying to do things our way, when we're trying to figure out what our purpose is, like, you know, our mess is our message, all of those things. Like, and so until you come to Jesus, you are clueless and you can't hear those whispers that he's saying, or like, you're just saying Nikki too, like, oh my gosh, all of these things. And they were so seamless and I couldn't understand why, but because he's already doing the work in you. And so this is just such a perfect time because I know that we bring a lot of people to Christ through this podcast and through our testimony and everything. Um, But I think a lot of people are right there, like what you're, you're sharing, what you're going to talk about. So this couldn't come at a more perfect time. Yeah. Yeah. So just the online business really kind of led me to things like this. And um, God's just shown me that the internet, social media is an incredible vessel to be able to reach people that we wouldn't be able to reach within our four walls of our workplace or our homes or our towns. And he says to go all the, to go to all the nations. So I believe that the internet is an incredible source. Yes, there's some things on there that are not great, but I really don't see a lot of that anymore because you can filter all of that out. Um, So thanks for having me on. This is this is exciting. I'm excited yeah. to share what he's laid on my heart. We're, we're excited too. Take it away, girl. All right. So if you guys have questions or anything like that, just um, kind of stop me. This is kind of my basic message um, for everyone when I'm asked to share. Um, and I share with you guys earlier is because I think it's for men. I think it's for women. I think it's for youth, middle age, where I'm currently at, and also for, you know, I, I minister to 80-year-olds. So it really just depends Um, where you're at, I think this could be a a versatile message for you. And what I'd like to share is the freedom in Christ. And I base that off of John 8, 36. And so it says, if the sun sets you free, then you are truly free. But what does that really mean to someone who's maybe just getting started on their faith walk? Or they hear that, but they don't truly understand it enough to really be walking free. I believe that walking free in Christ is when you wake up and you just have his peace inside of you, um, all throughout your day. And so everything that I used to walk in was completely outside of God's will. It was completely outside of peace. It was chaos. And so as soon as he had that transformation and just filled me with this peace, that's the verse that I stand on. Um, and I want to share with you guys a little bit about, um, well, it's John 8, 31 through 38. And I'm just going to read that for you guys because I think it's important for this message as well. Um, So it says, the truth shall make you free. Um, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and we have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And so Abraham's um, descendants were like, I know, um, or Jesus says, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father. So he's talking about the devil. And I'm just going to point that out because that was my life for 33 years. So I can understand and relate to this message. Um, and then John 8, 36 is right in the middle of that. The son is who sets us free. So there's a couple of things that stand out to me in that, in that scripture. And it says, um, so it says, Jesus said to the believers, you are truly my disciples. If so the gospel is a two way street, right? It's, 
sometimes it's the grace gospel that people just want to just bask in the grace. And they're just like, God, give me everything, but I don't want to do my part. But it's always a two-way street. So he says, you're truly my disciples if, so there's an if in there, you remain faithful to my teachings. Okay, so that's so important. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And then he says this, I realize who your father is, yet you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my truth. I am telling you, you are still following the advice of your father. He's talking about the devil. There's no room in him for the truth. Okay, so this is a powerful statement of unbelief. This is simply just not believing. So before I was um, an unbeliever, the Lord's been revealing this to me lately too. He's like, you know, Linky, it's not those who are unbelievers. They're not lost. They're just simply not choosing me yet. Those who are lost are those who are mine, who don't truly know me. They just know of me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's a a really good word. Um, And so it's a powerful statement of unbelief. So simply by not believing, we can fall into that self-deception, which is from the devil himself. Um, And then John 8, 46 through 51, um, to paraphrase on that, there's three words that stand out in that scripture. And it says, listen, believe, and receive his truth. So what is our responsibility when it comes to walking in freedom in Christ? It's that we listen to his word. We seek his word, right? Matthew 7, 7 says, knock, seek, and ask. Knock, seek, and ask. So, um... Three words in John 8, 46 through 51 says, listen, believe, and receive his truth. To do this, we must desire him, we must seek him, and we must walk it out to produce the lasting fruit in our lives. So if it's okay, I'm just going to share a few pieces of my testimony. And I have a big testimony, so this is just a glimpse, but you're probably going to be like, that's only a little bit. girl have you heard our show? (laughs) So it's like, gosh, I just want to share with you because it's like, Man, I remember a time that I couldn't share these things because A, I was deceived. I didn't even know I had a problem. Yeah. Okay, so there's the lies that I believed. I didn't even know I had a problem. So I was walking in bondage and slavery, essentially. But um, when you when you break out of that and he just fills you with this peace and you walk out of that bondage, you're just like, wow, I can see it now. So I want to share that because I know there are a lot of people who are walking through this currently as well. So This is just to help you guys understand um, where God's brought me today. So where I was, which was, I believe, is a place of victimhood and now to a place of freedom and victory in him. So when we're not in Christ, we're fighting from victimhood. But when Christ lives in us, his Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we fight from victory. So we don't have to fight being a victim because we're actually victors in Christ. Hmm. So The battle's already won. So every single battle and circumstance that we ever come across, he's already won it because he lives inside of us. So that's pretty, um, that's exciting news. Um, so as we go throughout our lives, we learn to develop, um, beliefs that influence our behavior. So before our behavior, we have to buy a lie or truth. Okay. Um, that's going to influence our, the way we act and our behavior. So this is important because our choice of behavior produces the fruit in our lives and affects not only us, but everyone around us. So when I first got saved, I heard the Holy Spirit say, this is about you right now because you're such a mess, but it's actually not even about you. Like this is going to be about generations to come. And I was like, okay, but he's like, but right now we got to clean you up because you're a mess. (laughs) Okay. I get that. And so if we are believing lies that we picked up or that others have taught us, it can leave us in a dangerous place. Sometimes those that we love have been deceived themselves and have taught us in ways they know best, but is it really truth? So it's our job as adults to dive into the truth um, because they didn't mean to harm us, but if they have been deceived, they literally just don't know. They're literally just teaching us what they have been taught. And oftentimes they're teaching us out of their own fears. And we know that the Bible says, do not fear. So, um, we have to make sure that that lines up with truth. And for me, you know, I I was the first believer in my family. So everything that I was taught, excuse me, was based out of fear or something opposite to truth. And it was just, I was always like, I remember as a little girl, I was like, there's gotta be more to this life. I don't know what it is, but I just know this isn't it. (laughs) Like what these people around me are dealing with and operating with, like I could literally feel the spirits inside of them, but I didn't know that discerning of the spirits was a gift. I could feel it. I could just feel it all. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is insane. There's gotta be more to this life. Right. But nobody could tell me because nobody was living and walking in that. So that's another reason I'm just passionate about sharing this message today um, is because nobody told me. And I was just saying, what if somebody would have told me this? 
what would life have maybe looked like? Um, so God wants to deliver us from our horrible habits. That's the truth. Have you ever asked yourself, why do I do the things I do or say the things I say? And Romans 7, 715 reminds us of this. I don't really understand it myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. So we walk through that sometimes too. And I, when I got saved, I remember telling a group of women, I took a 36 week healing ministry on top of reading the scripture. I'm not kidding. I would read scripture four to six hours a day when I first got saved for two years and God literally delivered me from pretty much everything, um, by doing that. But I told the women, I said, I always knew what I was doing was wrong, but I never knew what was right. Mm. And that's why I did what was wrong. Cause I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Therefore, I continued to do what was wrong out of a vicious cycle and bad habits that were based on lies instead of truth. So again, self-deception is where everything begins in our lives. It's what we believe. It's what we hear. Um, I'm super, I'm super picky about what I allow into my eyes and my ears because your eye gates and your ear gates, you have to protect what you hear and what you listen to and what you see, because what does that do? It produces a thought in your mind. And as soon as you know, your, your mind takes that thought captive or it doesn't take it captive to truth, then you're going to start acting on that lie. So, um, for those of you that don't know my backstory. So I came from a family of unbelievers. And although I'd like to say, that's why I came to believe the lies. I've also realized the last few years that even those who have been saved for a very long time struggle too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when I came to the Lord. I just thought everybody was free. As soon mm-hmm. as he set me free, I was like, oh, this is what every believer experienced. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, I was deceived again. So it shocks me. So why Jesus, if we're still hanging on to our fleshly bondage and sin, grabbing onto his robe, allowing him to take us from glory to glory to glory. And he can release all the things that were never ours to begin with. I just could not understand that. So if we truly want to be set free, we have to learn to surrender to the Lord fully, fully surrender. And some of the things I surrendered took me a while. Um, So I say that with love and compassion, remembering that I lived in this bondage for 33 years myself, but Jesus, okay, Jesus is always bigger than anything we've ever experienced or walked through. But the devil wants you to get caught up on your circumstances, your past, your events and situations in your life, because you keep stumbling on that if you believe that that's bigger than our God. See, our God is bigger than anything we've ever experienced. So many are living in a false identity and don't know who they are in Christ. And these are believers. These are people who know of God, but there's more. So there's the salvation, but then there's sanctification and truly knowing God's character and his blood covenant, because those are his promises to us. And he never changes. No matter how many times we mess up, he's like, I still promise that I'm not taking that away. I can't. It's a blood covenant. It never changes, which is incredible. So my heart and passion are for the lost sheep, those who know of Jesus, but don't have a personal relationship with him yet. Those who don't yet have a transformation story and those who are ready for a breakthrough in their lives because Jesus can do it. So I chose Jesus to be free in him, not to continue dragging the lies in my past with me in my future. So I want to bring out into light because what we know is that the darkness cannot survive in the light. Once we bring the darkness out into the light, it literally kills it. So if you picture like a beach ball, all those things that happen to you in your life, like you tear off those pieces, you hide them. Because you're like, people won't love and accept me if they know this part. So you rip off part of your identity. God's like, no, that was actually part of you, but you ripped it off and you hit it. So now you're trying to show up as a third of you instead of the whole you. I need you to bring those pieces back out and let me heal them. So it's, it's taking those pieces that we've hid, bringing it back out into the light. And so here's some of the things I personally dealt with prior to being saved and the beginning of my transformation journey to freedom in Christ. So ask yourself if any of these things sound familiar. This is a, like a long list, you guys. So fear, worry, doubt, anxiety, depression, medication for anxiety and depression, ADD, confusion, alcohol dependency, codependency on other people, rejection, people pleasing, a false identity, a need to fit in, a desire to be accepted not feeling loved or appreciated, a feeling of being a curse rather than a blessing, carried the burden of always feeling like I had to fix everyone else around me who was struggling and carrying the weight of that around for 33 years. Confused as to why I was still here, I know we talked about that, with no purpose, no sense of direction, unforgiveness in my heart towards others, bitterness, condemnation upon others, anger, 
broken relationships, judgment, gossip, and a victim mindset. Those just, that's who I was. That's who I was. I was a false identity. All those things are false. Every single one of them. But because I didn't know the truth, that is the identity that I lived out of. So we can experience and go through these things, but it's not who we are. Rather, something that has attached itself to us in some way, shape, or form for some reason, but Jesus has the power to set us free, and it's not our identity. So we could experience those things, but it's not who we are. And there's probably more, but hopefully that paints a picture of me pre-Jesus. Um, so then insert Jesus in the Bible, summer, summer of 2019. So I had come home. We had this acreage. Um, we were homeschooling. And I just remember sitting here just feeling like so sick and tired of being so sick and tired. I was like, gosh, I'm done with myself. I'm just done with myself. I'm so sick of this life. Um, but I always had some sort of excuse to stay in my victimhood and coddle those unclean spirits. Because everything I just mentioned, those are unclean spirits. They're not from God. So I was coddling those because sometimes we like to comfort those, those spirits because they've been with us longer than Jesus has been. Yeah. We just comfort them and we like pat them on the back. We're like, it's okay. You know, I'm justified in my anxiety. I'm justified in my depression. I'm justified. I'm justified. No, that's from Satan himself. So we're not justified in that. We actually need healing and that can only come from the Lord. And so quick fixes only buy us time, but they don't heal us. So I never took the time to get down to the root to fill the void. So that was the problem. Um, so we have to get to the point where we let the Lord heal us. And then when those things try to come in, I recognize it now like that. And I'm like, absolutely not. You have no place or space here. Yeah. Like you're not coming in here for rent, rent free. You're not even coming in here if you pay me, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I recognize it now. So that's the difference. So I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I've come too far at this point to go back. So when you have that transformation and the Lord literally transforms you, there's no, like, you can't convince me, neither one of you, like nobody can convince me this thing isn't real because of that transformation. And that's where I know the Lord wants every single person to be because when we're weak in our faith, the devil knows where we've been and he can continue to pull us back into those lies and those false identities. But you can't take away the power of deliverance and freedom in Christ once you've experienced it. Nobody can take that from you. So I'm a firm believer in taking full authority and responsibility over my mind, heart, soul, and in truth, because it's where true transformation happens and freedom starts and ends. And when we know that it's kind of our radar, it's our radar so we can stay on track. Um, So no one else will do it for us. That's another truth. It's between us and Jesus alone. So what Steph's doing, you know, with the Lord, um, what Kristen's doing with the Lord, that's like, you're storing up your own oil. You know, the 10 virgins come and some of them are like, oh, sorry, I didn't have any oil. I didn't have any of my own oil. Can I have some of yours? And they're like, sorry, we only have enough for ourselves. And they left and they had to go try to find oil quickly. And they came back and the door was closed. So what you do with the Lord is between you and the Lord. What I do with the Lord is between the Lord and me, but you can't walk into my freedom for me. And vice versa. we have to remember that because so many people want to take, take, take from what others have taken the time to sacrifice and be with the Lord, or they just want to go to church on Sunday and warm up the seat and get a snack. And guess what? A snack is not going to set you free. So you're going to walk back out. You're going to feel like you're back in bondage by 2 PM on Sunday. If all you ever do is spend time with the Lord at Sunday service, it's not alone. It's not enough alone to feed you and set you free. So Monday through Saturday with the Lord is far more important than Sunday service. Sunday service is important too, but uh, we, we go to church filled. We should be going to church filled up, mm, not yeah. completely empty all the time. I'm not saying that is not going to happen. It probably happens sometimes. That's okay. But if you're showing up to church every week, year after year, and you're just empty, there's something wrong. There's something that's not aligning. That's not who God is. Mm-hmm. So we transform the way we think by receiving and reading the word. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on too is um, just trying to read different versions. So when I started reading, I started reading like King James version. I don't know what you guys read, but I was like, I cannot understand this. I don't get it. Listen, the devil does not want you reading scripture because yeah. he knows that your freedom lies within that living book. It's still alive today. So if he can deceive you into thinking that you can't understand it and it's not for you, you're just going to go set it back on the bookshelf and it's going to collect dust. The devil has you right where he wants you. Okay. So pick up a different version. I had a friend gift me the NLT version. That's what I read for the first two years. 
And when I opened it, it came alive. Whereas King James version for me now, I, well, I don't like King James version. I can do new King James version and ESV now, but I couldn't do that when I first got saved. It was just like something wasn't clicking and I would have rather just put the book down and walked away because I didn't understand it. So people are super strict on doctrine. Yeah. You know, there's like paraphrases out there, the message and the passion translation, those are paraphrases. So it's not complete doctrine, but wherever you have to start, just start somewhere, just start somewhere. And it's like an infant with formula. They're not going to have formula for their entire lives, but start with formula if you have to. And then you should be growing and working your way up into something more as time goes on and God gives you more revelation. Um, so just keep that in mind too, that um, today's truth will not sustain tomorrow's problems. I promise you that. So we must be in the word each and every day if we want to stay free Amen. Um, because tomorrow's going to bring new problems and today's truth isn't going to sustain you tomorrow. So that's why we have to be in our word each and every day. I'm a firm believer in that. Um and there's days that I don't get in the word, you know, it's like, gosh, we just have so much going on. And I can tell you that I don't feel as free on those days. Absolutely. I feel more anxious on those days. Like the anxiety starts to creep in. So, um, it's literally your strength and that's the importance of it. So your freedom in Christ depends on that. So another scripture, the Lord laid on my heart this last year, and he still is today. And I believe 2023 is like, we're going into the year of the Lord's favor. So Isaiah 61, one through three says this, and this is part of my purpose and really I'll share a little bit more on purpose with you guys here in just a little bit too, because this is something I asked the Lord this last year. Um, but it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim the captives will be released and set free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be great oaks that the Lord has planted for his glory. So who here is grabbing onto that hope? Like that is our hope. That is our purpose. So that's a piece of our purpose. If you're following Christ, you'll know that the scripture tells you that your purpose is to go and make disciples. Yeah. Okay. So last night we were talking about this in a ministry as well. And I said, I literally asked the Lord this last year because I was like, gosh, so many people struggle with their identity, God. Like, what is what is our purpose? And he said, all of my children's purpose is the same. So, like, your purpose is the same as mine. Your purpose. I don't know if you guys have ever thought about it like this, but I literally had to ask the Lord. And he said, every single person's purpose that's following me is the same. It's to go and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. Go and share the good news. Now your giftings and your identity are going to be a little bit different. So the way that Kristen does and the way that um, Steph does it and the way that I do it, they're going to look a little bit different. That's our uniqueness. That's our identity in Christ. But the purpose is all the same. See, if we took off the purpose of going and making disciples of all nations, there would be no purpose for us on this earth as Christ followers. That is our purpose as Christ followers. And the book of Revelation in the back of it, it says the cowardly. I mean, if you want to know how the end times are going to happen, the book will literally tell you, but Revelation is really about Jesus. But it says the cowardly. It literally talks about the lake of fire and who's going there. And it literally says the cowardly. And so are we being cowardly in our faith? Are we not so sure about it? Have we not had a transformation? Because if that's where we're at, I'm not so sure that it doesn't tell us what's going to happen. And I think that's very, very important to know that. But ask the Lord about that. Lord, is my purpose to go and make disciples of all nations? Because I know who you are and I know what your word says. And I know that you actually command us to do that. You didn't just ask me. Actually, you command me to do that. Yeah, that's a commandment. And so I just wanted to share that today because I just ran into somebody again last night. And these are people who are walking through healing. We're walking them through healing all the time. And they're like, I just don't know. It's like, little Bambies, you know, on their legs. They're like, I just don't know my purpose. And I'm like, I know your purpose. Mm. You just don't know it yet. And it is in your identity. Cause see, like Kristen said, this Bible literally tells you who you are and what you're supposed to do. Go and make disciples of all nations. Go and share the good news. What am I supposed to share? Jesus, anything that I've taught you in this book. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And, um, and the two commandments are love God so that you can love yourself the way that he loves you and then love your neighbor. Most people say, oh, I got to love my neighbor, but they forget to love God first and themselves first because you can't love your neighbor if you don't love God and you don't love yourself. Yeah. 
So we have to remember that first commandment as well. And that's all in scripture. Um, and that's why the whole truth, not just partial truth, because a lot of people will take, you know, scripture and they'll twist it. Or they'll be like, well, I like this. I like the way this says this. So I think this is what it means. But did you read the two chapters before that? Because that's actually not even what it says, you know. So that's why the whole truth is so important. Um, so we transform the way we think by reading and receiving the word. So um, God will not be mocked. His word stands true no matter our circumstances, situations, or feelings. His truth is not dependent upon those things. Circumstances, situations, and feelings are often an opportunity for us to recognize what they are, who they came from, and attest to see how we will choose to walk through them. They are meant to build our character, not tear us down. They are meant to strengthen, not discourage. They are meant as an opportunity for us to let Jesus shine in and through us. So they will show us the goodness of God if we choose to see him in it. So the devil, what does the devil do? Well, he comes in and he's like, remember all that stuff that happened in your past? Remember that stuff you're hiding still that you're still not healed from? He uses that to keep us in bondage. He uses that to keep us speaking words of lies and losses over our identity. He loves when we continue giving him the glory. And this is one of the ways he does it. It's by us choosing to be unhealed in Christ and being free in Christ. So he uses all that stuff against us because we just keep it on replay if we don't know the truth. Um, so without realizing what we're doing, our very own words, Proverbs 18, 21 says, you know, the power of the tongue is life or death. So what are we speaking mm -hmm. out of our mouth? Is it truth or is it a lie? Who told you that? You know, if there's a lie that you, you believe about your identity, who told you that? Like, did God say that? Cause I'm pretty sure that's not who God is or what he says or how he even talks. So, you know, we must know the truth. So on the flip side, Jesus went to the cross to take all of that away. If we willingly trust and surrender them and walk in the ways of his truth. So here's another um, important part about the enemy. Cause sometimes we go through and I, I work with people with spiritual warfare, the demonic stuff. I'm not scared of any of that stuff. That's the whole scripture, right? So the enemy has no idea where we're going. So sometimes we're like, Oh, the spiritual warfare, like it's bigger than our God. It's not, it's there. It's a thing. It's biblical, but it's not bigger. So the enemy has no idea what we're, where we're going. He only knows where we've been and where we still have open doors in our lives. That's why he uses our past by believing that we will continue walking in our past and living in his lie until we have that transformation with the Lord. He doesn't even care if we go to church. He just doesn't want us reading our Bible, building a personal relationship with Jesus or walking free in Christ. The devil goes to church on Sunday too. Mm. We'll know scripture too. So he just knows who you are right now. And if he sees you start to like get closer to Christ, you can probably expect you're going to experience some spiritual warfare. That's just normal. Get ready for it. But remember, God is bigger than your spiritual warfare. Are you talking more about your spiritual warfare or freedom in Christ and God who is bigger than all of those things? So we speak of the problem and the defeat. We are adding more fuel to the fire for that problem to continue manifesting itself in our lives because we aren't giving the glory to God for what he's already done and promised. We are giving the energy, focus, and attention to the problem and the father of lies. So we must ask ourselves, which fire are we fueling? Are we fueling the fire of spiritual, spiritual warfare and the lies of the enemy or the fire of the Holy Spirit who is on fire already inside of us? Our soul can be troubled when we're speaking too much to the wrong people with the wrong heart posture. The word says to bring everything to Jesus and he will be our comforter. I want to talk about this for a second because... How oftentimes, okay, this is just as women, ask yourself, how many times have you gone to friends or family or spiritual mentors before you've gone to God yourself about a problem? Okay, here's something you share with me. So 2 Corinthians 3 and 4 says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, he will, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. So if people come to us, we should simply be sharing what God has given us to them. Not our opinion, not our thoughts, not our feelings. We shouldn't be justifying them where they're at if it's not in truth. We should only be sharing with them, well, what did God say to you when you asked him about it? And most of my sisters, they're like, I haven't even asked God. And I'm like, why not? Why have you not asked God? Why are you talking to me about it if you haven't even talked to God about it yet? So. That's, that's where he says, seek, knock, and ask. And nine times out of 10, it turns into a venting session. And we end up talking about, you know, the Proverbs 18, 21, we end up talking about our problems and, and the things of death over ourselves to our friends, because 
we haven't even talked to the Lord about it yet. And he's like, I want you to come to me, sister, because if you come to me, I'm going to give you an answer. You're probably not even going to need to talk to it, to Steph about it, because we're going to solve it, just you and me. And that's where God wants us to go, because inventing, there's a time and a place to seek support. But what happens is you're opening a door to the devil in your life by doing that with your friends. Mm-hmm. You're literally like, come on in, Satan, let me open the door, because I haven't even talked to God about this yet. I'm just going to allow you to come in because I'm just in my feelings right now. And I just want to see what her feelings are about it. And so let's just let the enemy come in. And God's like, what are you doing? Child, what are you doing? You didn't even ask me. And so always ask God because God's answer is always going to be the best answer above any sister, even above what I say. I always tell my sisters, I'm like, don't, don't take what I say. Go ask God yourself. Like, don't ever believe me. I'm a human. I can mess things up. Even though I seek, yeah. I'm strong in my faith. I can mess things up. Don't take what I say for granted. Go to the Lord and make sure that he says and what his word says aligns with what I'm saying. Um, so the next thing I want to share um, is about our true identity. And I believe that the reason that people who know of Christ and believe um, are not walking free is because of lack of their true identity, their true self. So I know we talked about this a little bit ago. Um, I don't know about you, but identity wasn't something I grew up hearing or knowing or studying. So your identity in Christ is where your true freedom lies, because when you know whose you are, you'll know who you are. A lack of identity will create a lack of unhealthy boundaries in your life. When we're walking in our true identity, decision making becomes pretty simple. You become mission minded. You do things on purpose for a purpose because you are purpose. You are born with a purpose. So if you feel like you're aimlessly aiming right now where you don't know, that's just not true. As you discover who you are through the Bible, um, you'll discover your purpose and it will be revealed to you. So right now it's just covered up. You were already born with it. You don't have to go purchase it off the shelf. You don't have to go buy it. You don't have to go borrow it. You've already been given it. It's just literally just covered up in your identity. So a healthy boundary is a personal property line that marks out the things for which we are responsible for. Boundaries are healthy overall for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual growth. Not everyone and everything should have close access to us. Not every problem is ours to solve. We are not the solution to the world's problems. We are responsible for our own health, our own calling, our own purpose. Then we are commanded. Then, (laughs) once we take care of ourselves with the Lord, right? Then we are commanded to go out and make disciples of truth. Yours is unique to you, and it will not look the same as your neighbor's. Your purpose and calling are specific to you with the same goal in mind of others being set free in Christ. That's our purpose. But your talents and your giftings are going to look different. So do not compare yourself to those around you because you are not them and they are not you. Our goal is to be more like Christ, not like other women. That's our goal. We don't want to look like other women. Like I just want to be whoever Christ says I am. That's it. The more, like I will tell you too, the more I was like comparing myself pre-Jesus, I wanted to like, I just didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way I felt. And so I just wanted to alter who I was. And and the Lord's like, listen, you can do all that, but you're still not going to be happy with yourself. So you could do that if you want. I don't recommend it, but you can do it. And I was like, as the Lord started to heal me in different areas and I started to accept the things of myself and who I was and looking in the mirror and loving what I saw, because I'm like, I want to see myself as the way God sees me, not the way that I see me, because that's deceiving. And so those are some of the things as well in our identity that if we're not happy with ourselves, that is actually um, deception as well. It's deception. Those are one of the, actually, we're going to be walking through that here soon too. Deception um, is one of my favorite things. So if you guys ever want to do a deeper dive on any of this stuff, I'm more than excited. I'm always um, diving into those strongholds over our lives because they're simply just thoughts. It's a simple thought and a lie. Um, but Christ never promised for life to be easy. He said his yoke would be light and we can surrender everything to him to carry for us. That's what he said. At times a wall will be necessary, which stops things from entering into your life. Sometimes you need a gate and a gate allows you to use the gift of discernment to choose truth in that moment and make a better decision with a healthy boundary in mind. So a great question to ask ourselves if we're feeling stuck is, will this help? So this thing that I'm about to do and think, is this going to help my purpose or hinder it? Discernment changes our behavior and things we take part of, which will ultimately become our fruit and lifestyle. 
Every healthy boundary is a yes to improve our lives, prioritize our relationships, protect our health, family, guard our reputation, and manage our time effectively for our purpose. So sometimes we become human doings um, instead of human beings. And God's like, I just want you to be a human being. I, I don't even care what you do. I don't care what you do, like as long as you go make disciples, you know, because I commanded you to do that. But I don't even care what you do. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. So our purpose frees us from people pleasing. <clears throat> if you guys have ever been a people pleaser, that was me my whole life. It literally about choked me out. Um, but our purpose frees us from people pleasing. If someone is angry with you for setting a healthy boundary, it's likely an indicator that they have had unrestricted access to you in the past and you need to firmly reset the parameters of that relationship. Um, so sometimes in life, it takes a getting rid of a lot of things and simplifying to really get down to the stillness and really being able to hear from God, hear his voice. Otherwise, we're just going to hear the chaos of the world and what the world is saying. So um, back in 2018, before I was saved, God opened doors of opportunity. And those were the things I shared with you. Um, we bought a house in the middle of nowhere. I closed down my salon, left all my income. Like I had faith, even though I didn't really know the Lord, which was kind of crazy. I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay. Thanks God. But, hmm. uh, and then, um, just everything else that just fell into place, literally. Um, so that temporary period, oh, I was going to mention that sometimes he'll put you in a season of isolation. So mm -hmm. for me, because my life was so toxic pre-Jesus, it was not aligned with that. He took me into isolation, which is out in the middle of nowhere. We have this big, beautiful acreage that's just peaceful. And I would just sit outside, you guys, and I would just read scripture for four to six hours a day. And he's just setting me free, setting me free, setting me free. And I'm just getting this revelation. And I'm just like, if I was living in town still, and I had all my customers coming over and knocking on my door, there's no way I would even be able to be still in his presence to hear his voice. So even though the world was like, why are you guys buying a house out there? That's crazy. The Lord knew he was like, cause you aren't going to be able to hear me if I don't get you in isolation for a season. We're not supposed to isolate, but sometimes you have to isolate for long enough to start hearing the voice of God. And so I thought that was incredible because now I can look back and see exactly what his plan was, even though I had no idea what we were doing in the moment. Um, anyway, so let me skip forward there a little bit. Um, I'll wrap it up here in just a second. So just to say, those are three huge steps of faith. If you guys are facing anything in life and you're just like, there's no way I can do that. Like that's all of my income. I can't sh shut down my salon. And my customers are like, no, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? I don't really know. I just know it's what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it's like, that's the weirdest answer. You sound like the weirdest weirdo <laughs> people that like, I don't really know why, but I just know I'm supposed to be doing it. Um, and then bringing our ho our son homeschool, you know, we were public schooled ourselves. My husband thought I was a little crazy, um, you know, even in that midst. Now he's supportive, of course, because he sees it now, but he didn't see it then. Um, and then coming out in the middle of nowhere, it's just like, wow. So to say yes to some of the things that culture and your friends and your family might say, why are you doing that? They don't know what God is doing inside of you. So they can't lead and guide you. And that's the importance of not looking to man for opinions not venting to people. Sometimes you need to go straight to God because he'll give you all of the answers. So your seasons and territories are important. Your future depends on them. I was in isolation and growing in my faith for two years straight. I was hungry for freedom. The Lord literally wiped out pretty much all of my friend circle and a lot of my family, to be honest. And some of my family's hanging on right now. Some of them are not, but it's because we don't have unity. We don't have they don't like the light. They like the darkness. You're not equally yoked. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like, okay, Lord. So I pray for them, but he's like, okay, I, the Holy spirit, I'm the one that puts the desire on the heart. So you go focus on the lost sheep who already know me. They know of me, but they don't know me yet. You go focus on them. And I'll worry about those who are just not choosing me yet. And I'm like, okay, God, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, but why? I was hungry for freedom. I was thirsty for knowledge. I craved new downloads. And I knew the only way that I would get there is by going directly to the source and self. That's why I sacrificed all this time with the Lord. <clears throat> Some people say, well, I don't have the time. I don't have this. I mean, I quit my job. I said, Lord, you're my provider. The last time I checked the Bible, um, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're my provider. So I guess I'm not going to worry about my job right now. Um, I'm not going to worry about these things because you provide. 
not what I do, but you provide. And so um, I just kept asking him for newness and to take away the old. And I'm like, God, whatever is inside of me or I'm taking part of, show me so that I can walk away from it. Um, and one of the things was alcohol. So I'll tell you too, if you ask God, he'll tell you. And he's like alcohol. And I was like, no, God, not that one. I like something else. I really like alcohol. And he's like alcohol. And I'm like, no. Okay. Let me check back next week. So I was walking in disobedience for a year and a half. Um, and it was through the healing course that I took. I didn't realize that the reason I had the alcohol and wanted it was because I had some unhealed wounds and some voids. And so it wasn't the alcohol I really actually needed. It was healing that I needed. Why am I grabbing the alcohol? So I said, God, I don't want you to deliver me from alcohol because I want to be able to go sit in a bar with other people and not want to drink. I want you to deliver me for my desire to have alcohol. And that's what he did. So we've had beer in our fridge, just a few, because my husband has them like once a year. I don't have a desire for it. I could go sit in a bar now. I don't have a desire for it. I don't need it. Like I just needed it because I didn't know who I was and I was stressed out and I didn't want to deal with the things that the world was pressing upon me. That's why I drank so I could numb out. And it's the same thing. People numb out with food. People numb out with alcohol. People numb out with drugs. People numb out with television. People numb out with worship music. Worship music, music's amazing. But if you're using something to numb out because you're unhealed, that's where it becomes. So it's not the alcohol. And the Lord is like, do not call yourself an addict because you are not. Mm-hmm. I can't find anywhere in the Bible that so many people were delivered from this. They're like, well, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Absolutely not. I will not claim that over my life. There is nothing in the Bible that says that. So we have to remember there are false identities that if he's freed and delivered you from something, you've got to stop speaking death over your life. I am not an alcoholic. Amen. Amen. I used it for a time in my life, but I am not an alcoholic. I will not claim that over my life. And so if anybody struggled with that in the past, I, I highly encourage you to stop saying that about yourself because that's a false identity. Um, that's like saying, gosh, let me just dangle this beer in front of my face for the next 20 years because I'm an alcoholic. No, stop saying that. Stop yeah. saying that. Yeah. Same with depression, anxiety, all of that. Like oh. you are not supposed to claim that that is not you. No. Right. Yeah. Those are all false. And so the more that we say that they are, the enemy's like, see, I got you. I got you. That's where I still have you. And so my family tells me today, even, you know, like they're happy for me. That's great. You know, I'm so great. I'm so glad that you got free. It's like, it's almost like there's people out there that don't believe it's for them. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, this is a free gift for anybody that wants it. So if there's something more that you're missing, um, I want to ask you guys, is there something more that you're missing when it comes to your freedom in Christ? So I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what am I missing right now? That's giving me fear, worry, doubt, anxiety. Why am I drinking alcohol? Why am I doing these things? Where am I not yet free in Christ? And I want you to make a note on those things in your lives. And I want you to take it directly to God. God, why do I have this? And he'll tell you why you're doing it. He'll tell you the lie and then ask him what he wants you to know about it and do about it. And he'll tell you. Um, so is there something or many things you're choosing to carry around with you that Christ died on the cross for? Cause the last time I checked, God's like, I'm not sending my son to die again. I'm not, he already did it once. And now it's your job to lay that down at the foot of the cross and stop going back to pick it up. Sometimes we drop it off at the foot of the cross and then we go back and we pick it up because it's a familiar spirit. He's like, stop doing that. Leave it at the foot of the cross. And so um, is there something from your past polluting your future? Is there something you're choosing not to deal with because you fear it's going to hurt too much going back through it again? Guess what? It is. It is going to hurt again. But doesn't it hurt keeping it stuff like that blown up beach ball that you're just trying to shove under the water so it doesn't explode out of the water? Like, that's internal damage that you're causing yourself because it's actually not going away. It's just festering inside. And guess what? It will, it will reproach yeah. at some point. And sometimes it's 40 years later for people. Um, are you scared to rip off the band-aids, not truly knowing and trusting who God is and that he would do what he said he would do for you? Mm-hmm. He said it's finished everything, not just some things, but everything. He literally has finished all of it. So we just have to know and trust that. So God delivered me from all of these things that I mentioned in the beginning, and he'll do it for you too. He's no favor of person. He just needs your personal yes. And he wants you to go after him to form a true bond and relationship. We can't trust those we don't know. If you don't know God, I'm betting it's because you don't fully know who he is, his character, or his blood covenant that he promises to each and every one of us. 
You can and will get there by deciding to go in and go for it and study his word. Anytime God frees us and delivers us, it's our responsibility to maintain our freedom through discipleship and our thinking and behavior that follows. Is it work? Of course, but isn't it work living in your bondage too? Hmm. And so that's where I'm going to end that today. <laughs> I could go oh on and on. Amen. I, I could definitely sit here and continue to listen because that yeah. is so much. I was about to lay down. Like I was so cozy. Like, oh my gosh, Nikki, that was amazing. And I mean, so many, I wrote down so many notes. Um, we tried to end our podcast with a call to action. Um, so I guess we could each maybe say what we kind of came out of that with, but I love the idea of bringing things out of the darkness. I think that's so many of us have so much. We feel like we have to hide, even though God already knows all of it. We're not, we're not hiding it from anyone. You can push the ball under the water all day long, but God knows the ball's under the water. And so, um, that was huge for me. And the other thing that spoke directly to a situation that I am in is like, are, am I fueling the spiritual warfare? My family is being attacked by the enemy as we speak. And I had to take pause during that part and ask myself, like, we have leaned so hard and heavy into our faith. However, I've talked a lot about without saying what it is, I've still like, it's still coming up in every conversation and it's written on my face. And it is, it is this uh, dark cloud. I, I said, I felt like I was wearing a weighted blanket around this, this last week or two. And so I really want to change my focus on, you know, fueling what God says, fueling the truth and not fueling the warfare. So thank you for that, because that is, that is life-changing for me today. That's awesome. Oh, so good. I, I should have also mentioned really quick too, you guys, but there is a course and um, we call it the 10 steps to freedom. And there's seven strongholds that most Christians are actually taking part in and they don't even realize that they're in it. <clears throat> so if you guys ever want some direction in that, I would be more than willing um, to walk you guys through those strongholds because I believe, I believe in my heart that there are sometimes doors that are open and we don't even realize it. And I believe that God can show you those through these 10 steps to freedom by walking mm. you through seven strongholds. Mm. It's just a truth encounter is all it is. I don't believe you guys have demonic oppression, but I work with those people too. Okay. But you guys are filled with the Holy Spirit. So sometimes it's just a simple door. Um, so if you guys ever want to walk into that, I, I have that tool and resource. Are you free tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to talk to you just because I know that AJ gets trapped in, in between darkness and light. And, um, so I would definitely love to talk to you about that. I love how you also said, this is for anyone that's listening, that's just not sure if they deserve this relationship with Christ or not. Um, I think it's really amazing how you said, I always knew it was wrong. For Same for me. Like I grew up in the church, but I wasn't a believer, right? I, I always knew there was something more. I always had hope, always. Like um, all of these things. Um, but I like how you said, I always knew it was wrong, but I didn't know what was right. You know, so that's what happens when you're trying to figure everything out on your own. You don't have to figure it out on your own. And I also think it's so important that you mention this because so many people get stuck where they're like, well, I've been praying for him. I've been praying for him. I've been praying for him. It's not your job. That's not your job. Your job is to bring more people to Christ. God's job is to bring them to him. Yeah. I think that's so huge because I personally just know so many people that Maybe like you're saying, they haven't reached that sanctification part because they're just so trapped. There's when you say, I keep praying, I keep praying, I keep praying. You're basically still trying to take matters into your hand. You're basically saying, well, I'm doing this and they're not doing this. And that's, that's not the right thing, you know? Um, so I just love that you said that. And I think the call to action was, as you said, take it to God. Yeah. Take it to God. Cause like what you just said too, um, you know, God doesn't owe us any explanation on answers he's already given us. So some yeah. of the things we're actually praying for is cause like it's already in the scripture. Um, but we just don't know it. We don't even know his will cause we're not in it. So he doesn't have to keep explaining himself. He's like, I already told you now your yeah. job is to believe it and receive yeah. it and walk in it. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. It. And it's like, he's like, I already told you. 
you and know, that's where it's already you been gotta, written. You got to <laughs> seek it to find it, right? Like you yeah. have to seek it to find it. And so it's not just going to be thrown into your lap. Like you have to go after the answers that you're looking for. And they're all there. Yeah. Cause they're other people there. Are there. And you're like, God, if it's your will. And he's like, what do you mean? If it's my will, you should know. Right. So you're praying it if is. it's my will, not if it's my will. What do you mean? If it's my will. You, don't you know what my will is? It's in the scripture. Like, oh, right there. Yeah. Good. I, I've been loving how Kristen is using her, right? Like getting the Bible recap. I think, you know, if spending four to six hours like you were, to me, that seems so overwhelming because I'm still very, um, I am full of the Holy Spirit. I know that there's sanctification, like all of those things. I live in the promises and the hope and whatever, but the word and memorizing scripture, that seems a little daunting to me. And so me even listening to Chris, like I know that I disciple to people in different ways, even through my spin classes or just showing up in my truth or whatever, but me hearing Kristen explain, you know, and so if you need those things that help to break it down, break it down, break it down, like do those things. One thing that you and I, one million percent are on the same page is the alcohol, you know, um, I will never say I'm an alcoholic. Like, I'm never going to do that, which is the reason why I've never once stepped into an AA meeting. I'm not going to do that. Um, I was freed, right? Yeah. Amen. Through through Christ. I mean, I have zero desire to drink anymore. I joked about it a lot in the beginning or, you know, I do reels about it. And, and have I thought about it? Yes. But it's so momentary. Like, there's, you know, a couple months ago, I was in a situation where, you know, it was AJ's baseball team and everyone was having a drink. We were at Dave and Buster's and I, for a brief second, I was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if I could just have a beer? And then I was like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm so far past that, but it's because I refuse to accept that statement. I am not an alcoholic. Oh, and it's so, it's so very important for people to start to realize that once you stop holding on to those things, once you stop saying my anxiety, his anxiety, you know, what you're projecting on your children. Well, he's got anxiety. No, man, you just gave him yeah. that, that <laughs> you know, like that's, it's so true and so important. And so um, thank you also for saying that. Cause some people are like, yeah, but it's so, and don't get me wrong. I think AA has been great for a lot of people, but I've seen it not so great for more people. And it's because they're holding on to that title. Yes. Mm. yes. So good. So good. And the other, the only other thing I want to just highlight, I love last week, our call to action was to get a devotional and that's kind of like start with formula, right? Because I feel like devotionals so often speak directly to your heart because duh, yeah. that's what God does. And you know, it's, it's like, how is it possible? You know, it's like you go to church on Sunday and you're like, is there a spotlight on my head? Is he literally, <laughs> does he know what I'm thinking or what's been happening? Um, so a devotional just feels like a really, um, undaunting way to start to get yeah. a little bit of the word, um, yes. you know, into your life. And then, and then like, you know, oh, there's this devotion. And then it gives me this verse. Let me flip open my Bible and see what is around it because the context is what's important. Like you're saying, Nikki. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many times you can, you really can. And I've noticed it doing this Bible recap so much that, if you pull one little verse, you can completely miss the entire context of what it was mm. supposed to mean. So it's the the whole, the culmination of all his words. They're all so important. We can't pick it out, you know, verse by verse and think we know what we're talking about. And that's the other part of why this specific thing that I'm doing is reading the Bible chronologically, because you see it so differently than if you're just, I've read it cover to cover. And now I'm reading it in chronological order. And it's so interesting because, you know, I don't, you just miss so much. One, you can just continue to read the Bible every day for the rest of your life, four to six hours a day if you want to. And you're still going to find something new in it all the time, right? Like you're saying yesterday, yesterday's truth is not going to cover today's troubles. And it's so true. You need to be in that every single day. So this was yeah. absolutely incredible. Everything and more that I could have hoped, Nikki, this, I, I just, yeah. so, we're so grateful. Can for you come you. back next week? A blessing. <laughs> absolute blessing. Gosh, maybe we should touch on strongholds next, you know? It's maybe like, we should. Let's do uh, it. I mean, yeah. actually, Ben, the Lord's been laying on that on my heart. He's like, just do it in a pre-recorded sense so that people can go on and listen on their own time. Um, it's all biblically based. So 
Um, that's how we approach that because we know that truth is the only thing that can set us free. So if you guys ever want to touch on that, I think that would be a I great mean, step. For we're ready. So part two Prepare next week. That part two. Nikki, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be back. I mean, I would love, I would absolutely I love, love to continue you. this conversation. This has been incredible. Yeah. So thank you so, so much. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Hey, Yay. just really, how can people find you, Nikki? I mean, I'm kind of all over the board, um, but Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, I read scripture like sometimes three to four hours a day on TikTok live. Um, and it's building up believers on TikTok and Instagram. And then Facebook is Nikki Eulenhawk. If you want to know how to spell it, if you want to know, <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, girl. All right, guys. Happy Monday. Oh, Thank you so happy much. Monday. All right. She's like, it's not Monday. <laughs> It comes out on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Later. Okay, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.